0: We'll just uh, give it a couple of minutes here and uh, let uh, people flow in as the uh, notifications go out. Hello, guys. What is up? I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> I'll be back. Remember I said that the last show before I left. And uh, now I'm back uh, with another uh, totally interesting uh guest here this evening. You guys may know him or may not know him, but uh, after today, I guess uh, you will get to know him. Uh, so uh, pretty cool guy. I've been, uh, you know, Augie's been around. We did a show there uh, a couple of few years back, had a uh, short discussion, wanted to have him back on since then, but uh, we really haven't uh, been into that type of topic Tonight's show, our sponsor, is The Scars of Eden, brought to you by Paul Wallace. This book is now available in the UK for pre-order. This is a sequel to uh, the Eden, um, what is the name, uh, Escaping Eden and, uh, this is a sequel, The Scars of Eden. Uh, I'm reading the, uh, the preview of it right now. I'm on page, uh, 40 something or rather. And, uh, what a cool book. And, uh, Eric Von Daniken, uh, recommends this book. Uh, he says that Paul Wallace is the Eric Von Daniken of this generation. So that is pretty cool. I'll be, uh, sharing the, uh, link to Amazon for you guys to go and get this. And actually, you guys should actually really help Paul out on this because, uh, Australia just put out uh, this uh, um, or Facebook just put out uh, any media that's linked to Australia, their link uh, will not be uh, shown or won't be shared, kind of what have you, right? And our friend Paul is in Australia and i tried to share his uh, website today and amazingly i got this message that said uh, oh sorry can't do that uh he's in australia and uh well you're not allowed sharing anything from australia <laughs> i was like how ridiculous <laughs> that is totally ridiculous uh get the If this thing ever gets going, so we'll take this off and we'll share that here in a few minutes. We'll hit this. What is up, guys? Omar here from the Team Watchers Talk coming at you from the West Coast, Canada, British Columbia. Tonight, we have a pretty cool guest. Hi, Augie, how are you? Hello, hello. I yeah, am here. And sure, I'm sure. That is Augie, everyone. So, uh, yes, I you know guess, how just. let me oh, well, just be make be that sure, quiet. Sure. That is Augie, <laughs> How yes, ridiculous! Yes. Right when technology and technology and humans don't work together. But anyways,
1: I'm going to.
0: Uh, yeah, that's. I caught it on my phone, Augie, and uh, and it didn't like that. Yep. Right and. Uh, yeah, those
1: phones have a way about them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there we go. There's the share button. Newsfeed. Okay, this one's just going to give me a hard time, aren't you? Oh, look at that. I xed it just as it came up. It happens. What is up, everyone? Omar here with the team Watchers Talk. I know I said that. Uh, got a pretty cool guest here with us this evening, Augie Noss. Hi, Augie. Welcome to Watchers Talk. Uh, thanks for coming on again and uh sharing your uh you know wealth of information that uh that you've accumulated over the years uh you know you're like a media personality and uh you know you do documentaries uh you know you do radio shows podcasts uh you know like all kinds of stuff and uh, I find that uh, to be like really, really cool. And I like the fact that you're versatile; that you can move from like one subject to another. It shows that you're, uh, you know, well, really well researched, and uh, you know, and you're able to connect the dots between this and that, and this and that, and try to make sense of like what's really going on out there. And uh, you know, I appreciate that, and it's pretty cool. And uh, that's why I have you here on Watchers Talk tonight, so we can talk about some uh, you know interesting things and uh, try to have a fun coherent uh discussion hopefully i can keep up with you uh you know i'm just a young buck <laughs> yeah,
1: compared to me you are <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I'm, old probably, than,
1: yeah. I'm older than some of the hills around here
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know don't mind me if i uh, you know if i get uh you know stumped and get left scratching my head uh you know but uh you know, I'll I'll try to make the uh, the best of it that I possibly can.
1: <laughs> oh, you'll do fine. I have heard you in action. I think there's a lot of depth to that one, so uh, not worried.
0: So tonight's uh, discussion, we're going to be talking about uh, you know about a little bit of reverse aging. Um, you know, then we're going to get into uh, some diet. And then, uh, and then after that, uh, we'll jump into, uh, you know, like our consciousness and, uh, you know, how, you know, we can, uh, you know, create our own reality in this matrix that we are uh, interacting with, right? Mm-hmm. So that our tomorrow is going to be better than today. Because that's a, really the trick to life, Ayagi, once you discover and realize that, you can program this matrix for tomorrow, and it's just the power of thought, right? That's all it is. It's just the power of thought and belief, right? If you believe it and visualize it and see it in your mind as it's already happened, then it will just simply manifest itself because you're essentially really painting your own reality. Yeah, that's a big
1: part of it, and uh, it goes even beyond that because there is more than just thought and. Uh but uh, to, on this uh, on this show here, there's two issues that is really important for people to know about, and the first one is that uh, yes, it is actually possible to reverse the aging process, and um, and then explaining the matrix that we are living in. Uh, you know, Omar, you saw the movie The Matrix, right? Uh mm-hmm. huh. Yeah, I tell you, the guys that wrote the script for that thing, they knew something.
0: Well, they had to, you know, they're... uh,
1: Absolutely. Because there was so much in there that was exactly... Actually, what I'm going to say is that it wasn't a movie, it was a documentary.
0: Yeah, you know, Keanu Reeves said the same thing, that uh, he really didn't make a movie, he worked on a documentary. But
1: uh, I think he said that. Yeah, well, if somebody said that, he knew too. And uh, (laughs) to prove that we're actually in a self-aware, self-conscious, holographic universe, it can be done. Yeah. Because there there is a theoretical physicist. His name is James Gates. He probably looked like he's in his 60s somewhere, and he spent his whole life investigating the universe on the blackboard using the equations of quantum mechanics. And he found that deep, very deep in the equations explaining the fabric of space, we find computer language. So, if there is computer language in the particles that creates fabric of space. We are part of those particles. So, we are in a computer type of reality. And also, he says, it is holographic in nature. So... If you look at that, we are in a self-aware holographic universe created by the mind. Because we have also scientific experiments showing repeatable experiments showing that yes, the mind can actually create physical things. So that is just in a small way yet. But all depends on the mind.
0: And uh, whose mind, doggy? <coughs> whose mind are we talking when I mean, we when you say the mind? Are we talking about like uh, you know like my mind, or are we talking about like the? you know, like the grand mind, right? The the grand architect, uh, you know, some people would call it God, some people consciousness, some people intelligent, con- you know, whatever name you want to label it with. But, uh, you know, is that the mind we're talking about or are we talking about like yours or mine?
1: Well, you put the word my God in there, and yes, there is a God. The uh, universal mind is what we could call God. And that mind is giving offshoots off of itself, going in different directions. It went in one direction when it created me. It went in another direction when it created you. It gave me what I call the spark of life, which some people call souls. And these are giving a mission for learning. And we create with our delegated spark of life of that mind in our reality. So what we have in our mind is what we're going to have in our life. That does not mean only what we have in our memory, in the brain, because the brain and the mind are two different things. Uh, There's also scientific experiments that have shown that. There were uh, one person, he had... um, He had a part of his brain removed, and the memory that was in that part was still accessible under hypnosis. So there were other things outside in the bioelectromagnetic field that held the memory of that thing that was removed,
0: either
1: either in the aura... Or in the universal mind where hypnosis went and got the information. So there is a whole world of knowledge and energy around us that holds memory.
0: Yeah, I like that. That's really cool, badass, Audi, because, you know, I like the fact that you said that the mind and the brain are two different things. And, uh, you know, we can have the mind, the brain, and then the body computer avatar, that, uh, you know, does things when the brain commands it to do things. And, uh, you know, the brain is really like the processor of, uh, you know, the computer. And, uh, and, and the memory that you're talking about, like, you know, is it possible that even if a majority part of your brain was removed, that you can still access those memories because those memories are stored in the ether?
1: Yes, you can. In fact, uh, in the 1970s, there was a guy that had uh, headaches all his life, and he finally went in to have an x-ray of his head, and they found out he had no brain. There was just oh. fluid inside the skull, and all he yeah. had was a brain
0: stem. Yeah, you know, I heard about that. Uh, I think yeah. Nassim Haramean. I heard Nassim Haramian talk about something like that, that, uh, you know, there was a guy... Yep. that didn't have a brain and then he talked about another guy that didn't have a brain or you know he was in a car accident and they cut his head open to do some uh, you know to have a look around and discovered that he had like a really small brain yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true but, like, uh, like like that if, sometimes. <laughs> yeah if you, if you got like uh, like meningitis for instance Right, uh, the meningitis eats away at uh, at your brain, and yeah. uh, you know gnaws away at it, and then eventually you'll be left with no brain, or you end up dying. Whatever you know happens, happens. But still, you know, you're right that you don't necessarily need to have a brain in order to. You know, how would I, what would be the right word to use there to interact?
1: Yeah, but you see, also he had the brain stem. <laughs> and the brainstem was able to do most of the functions because he, he was in college and he was doing good in college when he went and had these x-rays of his head. So the brain stem and memory around him was able to do the job for him. And there is three short analogies that prove we live in the matrix. Besides... J gates on computer language in the uh, fabric of space let me run this one by uh, for the last 300 years or so at least after newton (laughs) we have been told that matter and energy cannot be created from nothing and then again the most of the uh, theoretical physicists now they're coming out saying that our equations on the blackboard shows that this universe was created from nothing so if the whole universe was created from nothing everything in this universe was created from nothing and you are in this universe created from nothing what are you
0: well, I guess we're just a memory. We're we're the memory of the, you know, the infinite, uh, eternal consciousness, and uh, and that's all we are. Just that that little bit of a memory, that pinpoint, right, that point of yeah. attention.
1: But there is something in here that is really persistent, and that is the fact that it is so convincing that there is something out there. See, let's say that. Um, uh, we see stuff. We hear stuff. We we uh, you cut your finger peeling potatoes, it hurts. That is real, isn't it? So there's got to be something out there, something. And what is it? Let well, me, it couldn't
0: uh, have, let me let me run this know? past you really quickly before you before you go. It's the universe. They say the Big Bang created the universe, right? So that universe. Right that, that big bang had to have happened somewhere.
1: Well, yeah, you know what I'm saying,
0: right? So that where that happened was something. and then when that explosion happened that we call the big Bang, maybe the matter from that particular spot, where the big Bang happened and the environment where it happened is sucked in from that from um, you know from the uh, the vacuum, no. Yeah
1: but, <laughs> but the thing about it is that in quantum mechanics right now the big bang theory has pretty well been proven to be wrong. Yes. Uh, yeah, they 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 exclude that that never really there was no bang but there was a a creation. But now I'm going down the wrong tra- the I'm getting ahead of myself with this one but let me run the other th- analogy by you that can prove that we live in a mind-created universe. (laughs) I'm a hypnotist. If I put you in a soft chair and talk to you for about 10-15 minutes and tell you that when you wake up, you will see an elephant standing next to you in the room. If I snap my finger and bring you back out, and if I did my job right, you would see that elephant. You can reach out, touch his snout. You can hear him breathing. You can smell him. But there is a problem. I can't see the elephant because there is no elephant there. But you see him. You smell him. You can te- You feel the rough texture. You can. Mm-hmm. To you, the elephant is there. So, what happened to your real world? Did that go away? Hmm. I don't see the elephant, but you do, and you can feel him. What is the difference between that elephant in your living room and everything you see around you right now? What perception. Is
0: the our perception and our memory of what an area is supposed to look like. So if I come into my house, you know, in my mind from birth on, I've always seen a house as as a house like behind you, uh, you know, with never an elephant inside the house, right So it's out of place in the mind, but I know that the elephant exists because I've seen it on TV mm-hmm. and it's in my memory and through hypnotism, you've somehow brought that memory forth and imprinted it onto the matrix yeah you created
1: the elephant in your mind because you know what he looks like you know what the living room looks like and listen to me i convinced i bypassed conscious filters went direct to the subconscious and allowed the subconscious to create the image of the elephant in your living room. Now, there is the same thing if you... I'm sitting here at this desk and this one looks and feels very real to me. But is it?
0: And I realize that it's real because I know the sound. Of what knocking on wood is so from memory I am immediately creating a a platform of sorts a table or you know a book or something flat right and so from memory I'm automatically thinking a table
1: yeah so we have the same perception Mm -hmm. and there is an underlying computer program that every spark of life or soul or individual in the physical have agreed to participate in. And then we create within that program all by ourselves. So there is a commonality. But our individual minds individualized Minds, we are still part of all mind, but it, our individualized part of it are capable of creating within that structure of the unified mind, and in fact, to the degree that we also can change the unified mind. And uh, that I, um, I saw a video of a guy in India, I think it was, um. Oh, I forget who it was now. He he, is one of those gurus. uh, He was walking through a crowd of poor people on the street. And he closed his hand, opened it up, and gave it to him. There was coins in it. And there were diamonds. There were other things in that hand. So he closed it again, opened it up, and gave it to another guy. There were more coins in it. He closed the hand, and he opened it again, and gave it to the third guy. And there were more coins in the hand. He created, materialized the coins in his hands. It was probably Baba G that I saw do this. This is, it is a phenomenon that has been proven to be real. It is just that science never talks about it because it messes with their system of things that they have put in the textbooks.
0: That's crazy. So he created coins yeah like actual physical coins that you can
1: yeah.
0: put into a phone booth and really yeah. wow that is sick our mind can
1: affect physical matter and alter it or recreate it or create it from nothing as a small example on that, my co-host on, uh, on our radio show, uh, broadcast team Alpha, uh, Nori Love, she has some spoons laying on her kitchen counter and they're all rolled up in a ball. She bent those spoons. She held on to one end and she bent them. They've just curled up in a ball in the middle by looking at them. Wow. You know, everybody has heard about spoon bending. It's not that hard to do, actually, but there's a process for it. And she did it. And she says she can't do it all the time, but she did it, you know, when she did those. So the mind does things in the physical, alters reality, what would be all reality in the physical, to the point where it changes was, was it this guy Agi? I this is probably 20 years ago that I saw this uh, movie, and I am not sure exactly. No, uh, no, I I don't know which one it was. I'm certainly uh, interested
0: in that guy. To uh, I'd like to learn more about him. That I know, can probably
1: if I poke Create around, coins that,
0: in somebody's hand. Yeah. Now when when you were, when you were t- to saying to, talking about Nori that she can bend her spoons, uh, was that like in her house or did she do that like over you know over a stream and focused in on the spoons like say on your desk and then curl them up?
1: Well, uh, the way she explained it was that um, she knew what she wanted. She wanted to bend the spoons. She intended with emotion and there was the feeling of love for the spoon in it, she said. And knowing there really was no spoon, there was just an image created by the mind so the mind could alter the spoon and then she let go. If you don't let go, she said, it won't work. You got to let go. Intend for it to happen, know it is happening, and then let go and the spoon curled up.
0: Wow, that's crazy. I've heard people and I've seen videos of, you know, people bending spoons and stuff, right? Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's like some pretty advanced stuff that, you know, curl the spoon up like that. That's wow. Yeah. Now these were silver spoons, so mm-hmm. you know they're
1: they're not made out of uh, titanium, so they're hard to bend. But <laughs> uh, but um, then again, there are other charlatans out there spending spoon also because they're using metals that uh, you can hold it in the middle, and because of the warmth of your finger, the spoon will bend on both sides. So
0: you got to be careful. But yeah. I, Reminds me of that, uh, that metal guy from X-Men. Uh, mm-hmm. What's his name? Uh, anybody know that guy's name out there? Put it in the comments. <laughs> no. uh, the, uh, the metal guy from, uh, from X-Men, I forgot. But uh, he, he uh, you know, I guess would be an extreme um, uh, case of it because he can control metal and do, you know, whatever. Magneto, that's his name, Magneto. And uh, he can, uh, you know, make metal do things at will. And, uh, you know, that's what it reminds me of when you're saying that, you know, bending spoons and curl it up, right? Uh, I like that, that you visualize it in your mind, believe that it's happening, and then let go. I've never heard about that let go before. This is the first time I've heard that, right? But it totally makes sense because once it's created in your mind and you let it go, it'll just manifest itself.
1: Yeah. And that's how... uh manifestations work, it's Mm -hmm. somewhat
0: on the same,
1: let's say that you get on the internet (coughs) and you go to somewhere and you buy something, you pay for it and you order it and you see that it's going to be sent, you totally believe it's going to happen. When we go and in fact even prayers or manifestations or things like that, it's kind of the same thing, actually. You ex- Whatever you want and intend for it, you expect it to happen. You don't go back the next day and say, well, I'm going to order this thing again and it didn't work. So you don't go back and pay for it again. You know, you you expect it to happen. Mm-hmm. And same thing when it comes to the law of attraction and manifestations, expect it to happen. The only wild card in it is time. Because time is something that it can be controlled to a certain degree. But we don't know if it's going to happen tomorrow afternoon at 4 or if it's going to be three weeks from now. See, time because- is a
0: time is a weird thing because when we, you know, personally, I feel that humans don't understand um, this, uh, you know, time. They just totally don't understand it you know my reason being is that when we measure time regardless of where it is in the universe or whether it's right here in our living rooms we're always you know engaging time from the earth perspective right it takes uh, you know pluto 72 earth years to you know make a single orbit around uh, around our star but, you know, it's always referenced to Earth because the only aspect of time that we understand is of Earth. We don't actually understand the the grand, you know, overall, um, you know, subject of time. Like, let's say, uh, you know, in the Andromeda galaxy, um, like, you know, there's somebody, you know, sitting there right now and, uh, you know, streaming just like you and I are. And they're doing this thing, and this is happening in real time, right? Just because it takes light, you know, 100 million years to get there, right, doesn't necessarily mean that that was 100 million years in the past, right? It's happening simultaneously at the same time, right? Mm -hmm. So when it comes down to time, you know, I always ask, okay, so let's say if you're born on Pluto, and it takes Pluto 72 Earth years to go around, Uh, around the orbit and you're from Pluto and your species is from Pluto so how old are you going to be are you going to be 72 years old or are you going to be one years old right so the time right so the time we don't understand time like at all it's always you know measured from earth right because Mm -hmm. we're still in that uh, you know de-evolutionary idea that you know we're the center of the you know of everything and that we're the supreme being and the sun revolves around us and you know the entire galaxy revolves around the earth and we're the central focus of everything that's the mindset you know that i see when when we're measuring time and and and, you know i think we need to take a deeper look and understanding as to what it is because we you know keep saying oh it takes light years light years you know that it you know just because our radio waves from the 50s have only reached a certain spot doesn't necessarily mean that that's in the past, right? That's like uh, you know, yeah. watching a, a CD bouncing back and forth from chapter to <clears throat> chapter. Is really, to me, what it is.
1: But then we have some other concepts within quantum mechanics showing that if it is not observed, thought of, or interacted with, it does not exist so i heard one theoretical physicist he came out and said that most of the universe out there beyond our reach of sight doesn't even exist until we put a telescope on it and start interacting with it it is brought into existence because it is in the underlying uh, commonality of the base of consciousness. Now, I had uh, had a download where the universe was downloaded into my mind and explained in concept and detail five years ago, and time was very simply explained to me. And it, it, it is... Uh, now phys- physicists are coming around to that this is probably the way it is, but uh, I've been talking about this for five years, and time really... In a physical existence where we are in the fourth dimension right here, which is three dimensions, your length, width, and height, that's three dimensions. Now you have a box. Nothing happens in that box until you add the fourth dimension to it, which is time. Then move things around in the box. And here we're moving around. Now we go to the fifth. Everybody wants to go to the fifth dimension, right? They say, oh, it's going to be wonderful. Well, (laughs) think about it. Where are the ghosts at? Mm -hmm. They're trapped outside of the fourth dimension in the fifth dimension. And I'm not so sure I want to stay there very long because some of those ghosts are not all that pleasurable to be around. But there are other vibrations above the fifth. And that's where we want to go. Now, time. Let me dwell on time for just a little bit. Time was explained to me as being a succession a series of present moments placed one after another into and from from the past infinity into the future infinity and these present moments are just like pictures very rapidly placed after another one and in between those pictures of present moments as they are placed one after another one between the pictures there is nothing in fact the field that creates the present moment right here in a picture collapses to nothing and then right after that there's a new spike that creates a present moment and it collapses again to nothing and then it moves and a new present moment another present moment as you go along in fact there is some evidence to that this actually exists in nature if you understand what a square wave generator is that is uh, <clears throat> what they uh, use for the the royal rife equipment and other things it is one that has a sine wave that goes straight up a square top and collapses to nothing Mm -hmm. And straight up, straight across the top and collapses to nothing. Mm -hmm. And they move very fast. So this is what electronic square wave generator does. Time is of the same structure, just on a totally different frequency and a different intervals of collapses. Now there are Russian and there are German scientists not coming out saying that our equations are starting to show that between each present moment there is nothing. So they're coming around to this. So I think that uh, this will be confirmed at one point. That's what time is.
0: That's pretty crazy. It's, uh, you know, I've always, I didn't really consider time as you know a dimension. And when I heard people saying I want to go to the fifth dimension, I thought to myself, you know, it's like, well, how's that possible? Don't you have to go through the fourth to to get to the fifth? But now it makes more sense when you observe time from a dimensional factor, right? Kind of weaved into this 3D uh, matrix i I suppose it would be and and then there's a way to make it to the fifth and then that's where the ghosts as you said are now i like that because I've i've always said that you know okay so that house is haunted and if you burn that house down or you tear that house down and you build a new one on it would that house be haunted as well Yeah, because it makes sense because, you know, the sine wave interweaving with one one another like that, right? And then they're overlapping each other and then that's why we see, you know, uh, spirits, I guess, or whatever. The thing that I don't understand is why would a a ghost or a spirit feel the need to wear a tuxedo, right? Or a dress or a hat or smoking a cigar, right? Because I would imagine that that's for the third dimensional the being instead of the fourth because you're vibrating at a different distortion so why would you need clothes and you know that look like they're from the third well
1: first of all when you
0: go across
1: the veil into that arena where they are they come with the memories from here the memories over there are, come with them and they have some of the traits. If somebody was smoking a cigar here, they also create a cigar in their hand over there because that's what they're used to. Because these, these ghosts that are trapped over there, they are the ones that is so attached to the physical and whoever is in the physical that they care about so they don't want to leave. Or they don't know how to leave. There's a saying.
0: I was going to say, if they're attached to someone and that someone dies, but these ghosts continue to persist on.
1: Yeah. And they don't know how to leave. Yeah. There is a saying, and that is that no one dies alone. Um, Not always. If there's an accident that is outside of your Master plan, yeah, that could happen. But normally someone is there when you come out of the physical existence to take you and bring you home. Yeah. But uh, if you are so attached to, let's say, a wife or a business or a children or whatever here that you don't want to go right now, tell I, I, I'll be there later, I just want to stay here for a while. Then uh, they get tired and they leave and now, now where do you go? You don't necessarily know where to go. Especially a lot of the ghosts that are out there, they don't even know they're dead. There are atheists and they are totally confused. They come here, atheists on earth come there, had no knowledge of anything spiritual. So they are just totally lost. And they are attached to things in the physical. That's the only thing they knew. So now they got trapped here and uh,
0: they could be for thousands of years. So that would go to suggest that in the fifth dimension there is not sine-waving with the fourth dimension to have time, right? It almost sounds like in the fifth dimension time, there's no such thing. It just stands still and you're just simply there observing time go by in the third dimension. Actually... Uh,
1: The very lowest part of the astral world, which is more like the fifth dimension, the very lowest part, uh, the time that we know still exists, it is also part of the illusion Mm -hmm. of reality. So if you get up and beyond that into the higher vibrations of the astral world, then time goes away. You can go backwards. You can look at things. You can go forward. You can create things in the future and live in it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, time is more flexible, but in the lower part, you're locked in.
0: Static. Yeah. So, the person that's in the fifth dimension, they would need to essentially be a light body in order to exist in in the fifth, instead of here in this fourth dimension where you know, we have, you know, these physical avatars and in the fifth they wouldn't because the vibration is completely different.
1: Yeah. For the first, for first of all, everybody that wants to go to the fifth dimension has never been there. And as an astral traveler, I I don't want to spend any time to speak of in the lower astral worlds. Mm -hmm. But there is, oh gosh. I forgot what you asked. <laughs> the, okay. um, Me too.
0: <laughs> 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 no, I was saying. Uh, <laughs> oh. no, I was um, saying, uh, you know, in in the fifth dimension, uh, you would need to exist as a light body
1: instead oh, yeah.
0: of in the fourth dimension as a uh, you know a physical avatar because of the vibrational difference and the distortion between. The, the fourth dimension and the fifth dimension and then the sixth and so on and so on right so these ghosts that we see you know we know that they're not uh, physical in, in nature as we understand it so the next thing that tells me the only possible is is that they're of some sort of a light body.
1: Yeah, and um, now you're talking about the light body. The light body itself is not going to spend much time in the lower astral worlds. It will move mm-hmm. on upstairs. But we have more than one body. We have the physical body. We have the astral body. We have the mental body. And then we have the spiritual spark of life. Or uh, there may be others that could be considered by some to be a body. It's more like consciousness. Your light body is the spiritual consciousness Mm -hmm. and that will move up and that will go to the re-education process when you die here because you come there with amnesia you don't get rid of that right away so you come here and then you will get adjusted on the other side again
0: like a debriefing
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There is a briefing. Hey, do you remember this? Do you remember that? Now come, you know, you're back here again. Mm -hmm. And then I would say to everybody that is afraid of death, there is nothing to be afraid of because nothing dies. There is only the astral vehicle will eventually disintegrate and go away. The mental body... The memory, the mental body, also disintegrate, but the memory of what was in the mental body will be transferred and carried on by the spiritual body. Nothing is lost. The spiritual body lives forever, and you go there, and you decide. I have, I have a memory of between lifetimes where I was standing around, there was kind of like a table a bit, but it looked like a pool. There were other spiritual beings standing around there. They called themselves the guardians of the soul. And there were several life situations that was presented to me before I went and got this one. And um, I had to pick one. And once I picked one, I could alter it a little bit if it was going to serve my higher purpose of education while I was here. So, evidently I picked some, I picked this one
0: and uh,
1: <laughs> picked my parents. I picked uh, where I was going to be born and what I was going to do. And I picked many, 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 many different situations that I was going to go through and learn from.
0: Absolutely, sir. You know, as far back as uh, as I can remember, um, you know, I've always had that, uh, you know, identical belief as uh, what you just described, that uh, I chose my parents, uh, I chose uh, what I was going to appear to be, uh, what my avatar was going to look like, the experiences that I was going to have uh, while I was having this experience here. And, uh, you know, whether they were good or bad, uh, regardless of the fact, I chose them because of the particular experience that I've tailor-made for myself uh, for this, you know, human experience, right? So, you know, I'm totally down with that. I absolutely believe that. Uh, You know, and then when you, you know, when you start talking about that, you know, then we, you know, really, we begin to bring in the idea of uh, free will, right yeah. so if we choose everything and this is already really predicted bias or created bias and then the random events that happen mm-hmm. and the interactions that happen in between you know is there really such thing as free will then the we, yeah there is there is always free will except for
1: glitches in the matrix but the free will comes in even quantum mechanics are telling us that Wow, that was a big cat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's my little baby jumping on me. <laughs> All right. That's no. Daisy Cat. Yeah. <laughs> no.
1: The um the um, let's see, where were we going? They
0: were um Okay, so what were we talking about before Daisy here rudely interrupted us? Um geez. Uh free, yeah. will. free will. Free will. There's a couple of stoners from back in the day, right? Trying to have a conversation. (laughs) Yeah. According to free will,
1: it is only available to us in the micro world. And that is in the quantum existence. In the macro world, according to quantum mechanics, there is no free will. There is no randomness. So what we are going through here in the physical is all locked in. But, We can change it by removing consciousness outside of the physical. Deciding on different things and bringing it back into the physical. But there is even a guidance on that. Because let's say that the uh, agreements that you made when you were standing around the pool. Or whichever situation you were in when you chose your life uh, existence then uh, if it falls in with that, you can make variances. That is done by consciousness outside of the physical. And you don't do it with your brain because the brain is all physical.
0: That's the main processor. Mind,
1: mind is not physical necessarily. The brain is an integral part of the mind. So... The outside of the physical is where all the decisions for the uh, what's happening in the physical are going to be made and they're taken from there into the physical and executed.
0: It kind of makes sense to me because I'm just thinking about it as you're talking about this that, you know, I suppose there is some form of free will in between events. Right. Uh, You know, let's say this grand thing happened to me uh, last year and I created that and uh, and then everything that happens between that event and the next event or the next lesson or the achievement, Mm -hmm. then everything that's happening in between that moment, those two moments are just random things that are happening and I'm interacting with it. And the reason why we don't remember why we came here to learn these lessons is because really your character as a being is you know, being uh, you know, questioned or being put on display that the choices that you're going to make in between those major events are going to be morally correct ones. Right? That you're not going to go rape, murder, kill, you know, pedophile, all that crazy shit. That you're going to make right choices. You're going to be good to charity to people and you know, help one another, love people and things like that. So really your character is really what's on trial when, uh, when you're interacting with this frequency. Because I'm, I'm trying to think about the, the amnesia aspect of it too. Because if we made this deal... And we come here, and we don't remember why we're actually here. And then we go through the, uh, you know, the runaround of growing up and being brainwashed and kind of deal. So we forget, and then it's during that time that really your essence, right, your essence is still there, and that is the one that's really on on trial. Yeah. That's that's what I'm seeing from free will, right? Uh, maybe I went off somewhere else, but it makes sense to me in my mind. So yeah, it's all good. <laughs> well, there is a
1: master plan for our life and since we made the deal with a master plan it could appear as we actually are doing away with free will because there is a master plan but we made the choice of what's in the master plan so there is that free will involved with it that makes sense
0: yeah I see what you're saying is that we You know, as I mentioned earlier, we, uh, you know, like I tailor-made my experience. Yeah. So when I tailor-made my experience, the free will of what I wanted to do, you know, here on this planet was my discretion, right? Mm -hmm. And then, and then of course, when we come here, go through the sausage factory, we forget on the real reason why we're here, right? And then, uh. You know, and then that's what I'm saying is, is during that time, you know, is where you know our morality, the character of our essence, is really what's uh, highlighted, right? Either you make poor choices yeah. and you hurt people, or you make positive choices and you love people, right? And that's really is what's at uh, at question there with that free will, right? But uh, yeah, pretty deep stuff, really, yeah, really deep. Yeah.
1: And uh, another thing, too, is that we may think that uh, when we hurt somebody, we're doing something wrong. That could have been planned. Yeah, but then again, in a spiritual sense, (laughs) there is actually only experiences. Because some of the experiences, I mean, I've had some nasty stuff happen to me and now later on, I'm glad it happened because I learned from it and I was able to do things while that was going on that benefited me greatly later on.
0: Yeah, everybody says that, right? I say the same thing. Uh, yeah. You know, if I hadn't gone through the shit show that I did, uh, you know, I wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation with you, nor would I be sitting in this house with my wife. Uh, yeah. You know, it's it's the events in our lives that... Um, you know, to make us the person that we are at that moment, right? I'm sure yeah. 10 years from now, I'll be a different person just as you will be, right? But that's this one, you know, higher awareness and higher uh, self-awareness because you're learning about yourself and you're learning about your past, the history of this world. And then yeah. again, you know, as you were saying earlier about the memory, uh, you know, uh, being stored someplace and then moving forward. There's, uh, you know, also it shows that memory is passed genetically through, uh, you know, from uh, parent to parent to child, parent to child, and, you know, and it's been, um, you know, I've seen several documentaries on it. It's pretty fascinating. I can't say I'm an expert at it, but, you know, mm-hmm. I just wanted to mention that as well. That memories pass through uh, genetics as well. Where there's some kids that remember, uh, you know, a memory of you know, something from, like, 100 years ago. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's really bizarre stuff, but pretty cool, too. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So because, okay, so let's get back here into the matrix for a sec, uh, Aggie. Now, mm-hmm. when we're interacting with this, this matrix, right, we are able to program what, uh, you know, what we want, right? Uh, you know, say I want something and I believe it in my mind, and, uh, you know, several months from now, several years from now, it, uh, you know, manifests itself, because I put this energy out there, and I believe it in my mind, or, you know, for tomorrow, or whatever the case may be, you know, that can also work with reverse aging, right? Now, I know you know lots about that, so let's let's touch on that for for a minute, because, you know, people think about reverse aging, and You know, they're like, uh, you know, well, you can't do that because, you know, you're you're born, you grow, and you die, right? And, uh, you know, how can you reverse age, right? That would be the first question that somebody would ask, right? I know that's the first question I ask. So, you know, please explain to us, right, on, you know, what reverse aging is. Yeah, and uh, before I actually
1: cover that, I want to say if you're 20 years old right now, 40 foot tall, it's made of steel and bulletproof, you're probably not much interested in this, but you have parents. They just might want to know how they can slow down and even stop the aging process because it can be done. Did you know that in 2009, three doctors got the Nobel Prize for discovering an enzyme that reverses the aging process? And nobody told us. See, that should have been the most extravagant medical news this millennia. But nobody dares to talk about it. Uh, Once in a while, I hear a naturopathic doctor mentioning that, you know, yeah, this is what, what actually happened. But the thing is that it's not just me saying this. Uh, Prove it to yourself. Go to the Nobel Committee's website. Scroll down to 2009. Scroll down again to medical submissions. And read the papers. You're going to like it. Because there it is. There is an enzyme that if the body have enough of it. And it's somewhere in those papers that one of the doctors made the comment that if we have enough of this enzyme in the body, there is no reason why anyone should ever die from old age anymore. Now, there's a lot of credibility behind the Nobel Prize, of course, unless your name is Obama. But... (laughs) (laughs) I'm from Norway, and the Nobel Prize is issued in Oslo, Norway. I know a little bit about those guys. And uh, uh, I'm about – I'm going to be – hey, there you go. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, I'm going to be 75 here in a few days, and I have more energy than anybody I know. I work 12, 16-hour days, and I feel good. I've never been sick in my life, except for some well-deserved hangovers. And, uh, yeah. But otherwise, there is a way this can be done. In fact, I wrote a book that I cover it very well inside of the book. And uh, that book is Spiritual Science, Higher Conscious Thinking, and How to Access the Universal Consciousness. And uh, you'll find it on Amazon and a lot of different places. And uh, this enzyme is called telomerase. And there is a way that the, our body can create this enzyme on its own. And that's what I'm doing. I found some very old people throughout history. Uh, one guy died in New York here in the 1950s. He was 154 years old. And another guy I found, the government verify his age on several occasions. He died from an accident at 256. So, it does happen, but they don't, those people, they don't live like we do. It's a change of lifestyle. And it's not just taking this enzyme and I'm doing it and it's working fine for me. But it also is a mental situation. We have to know that it works. Because there, in there comes epigenetics. Epigenetics is where you're controlling the genetics and your situation in your body by the way you think, visualize, and intend. And when you do that, you can do amazing things. Uh, two years ago, uh, I was pretty close to, Nori and I created a mastermind group where we are doing these things. And we have done some incredible things. So... Uh, <clears throat> I, I invite people that is interested in those things to come and join us and have a look at it and see if they want to participate in something like this. Send us an email to uh, the Mastermindconnection at gmail.com. The Mastermind Connection at gmail.com. You may have to scroll back so you can write this down. But, i will
0: uh, uh you know i'll get you to uh send me all the links uh, okay. and uh once this uh stream is over and uh i will uh put it in the uh description of this video uh down below and okay. uh while you're at it uh you know go ahead and uh you know give that hit uh, like button a hit uh, it really helps us a lot and uh you know helps us uh you know fight the uh youtube algorithm and uh, share you. it out and i uh, can you know, really really would appreciate Thank that you. <laughs> yeah. so Adi, you are uh you're going to be speaking at uh our summit uh coming up on uh, march 27th 28th and the 29th and uh we're going to have uh 28 speakers uh six MCs, and uh we're gonna you know over a course of three days gonna have uh, you know a lot of great speakers but your aspect of uh, your presentation you're going to be going uh, further into uh, what you just discussed with uh, reverse aging because yep. uh, really nobody's talking about that
1: I'm going to explain what I do. This is not medical advice I'm just telling what I do and it's working for me Chances are very good after you do your own research. Then you might find out that uh, it Just might work for you, too uh, It's uh, Because it's a physiological situation half of it the other half is the mind mm-hmm. you add those two together it seems to work i have had emails from people that has done this now for a while and they are so happy that they couldn't be any happier for what they're doing so it's working for not just me
0: yeah fantastic i look i'm really looking forward to that and uh you know again uh, you know the links for everything all of that is going to be down into the uh, description of uh, of this video and uh, Agi, I wanna, you know, really thank you very much for uh, for your time today. Uh, you know, we planned uh, one thing, and then we ended up talking about something yeah. really <laughs> different and really cool. Anyways, I liked it. <laughs> yeah, that's usually how it goes. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm I'm pretty obsessed with time myself too, right? and the Matrix. Yeah. So, like, uh, you know, it was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I, you know, the thing I, I took away from um, from this stream here today. Is that uh, you know? I was able to connect with your help. That time is a uh, the fourth dimension, and uh, now I clearly understand uh, when people are saying they want to move into the fifth dimension. And uh, you know, before it was a bit foggy for me, but uh, you know, that's what I took mm-hmm. away uh, from uh, from today. So uh, thank you very yeah. much uh, yeah, for yeah. that. And,
1: Just a last message to those people that is 104 years old right now, have one uh, one leg uh, in the grave and the other one on a banana peel. I tell you there is hope. You don't have to go if you don't want to because there are things that can actually reverse the aging process and we're going to talk more about that on the, um, the function that we're going to do and also in my book about spiritual science, higher conscious thinking and how to access the universal consciousness.
0: Now, before we go, you know, it really brings up an interesting question uh, in my mind. Uh, You know, we know that there are people like in Tibet and, uh, you know, higher altitudes that are living like 200 years, 150 years, Uh, you know, is that due to their diet and, uh, and the atmosphere they breathe in and also a part of the fact that they haven't... Being programmed like the rest of us have been where we've been made to believe that we're getting older each single year with the birthday right yeah. uh, is that is can you just uh, touch on that before we go yeah all three of those because uh, we are programmed through
1: religions and government and everybody that think they know something that you're gonna get older you're gonna get sick and then you're gonna die hmm well not necessarily don't forget, pay taxes. <laughs> yeah. No, there, it is all indoctrination, but if we have enough of this enzyme, telomerase in the body, which I'll talk about later in the uh, function we're going to do, then you can get your body to create the own enzyme and that's the natural way of doing there's a pharmaceutical that say you can do it but it'll set you back about four hundred dollars a month which some people say it works another says it doesn't so so far i haven't had any bad uh, or uh, any negative uh, comments
0: on what i'm doing so i Mm -hmm. think i'm going to stay with that fantastic fantastic thank you very much agi i really appreciate it and uh thank you very much to uh everyone out there who uh, watched our uh, stream here this uh, evening on uh, YouTube and uh, Facebook? Uh, my name is Omar, and uh, coming at you guys from uh, West Coast British Columbia. And uh, and before I go, guys, uh, a friend of mine, you know, as we are, you know, exposed more to this uh, suppression of, uh, you know, freedom of speech and, uh, you know, our right to you know, say what we want. Uh, Now there's a thing going on in Australia with uh, Facebook that, uh, you know, you can't share any uh, media links, uh, you know, coming out of Australia, which is really part of another step towards uh, suppression. And this really comes at a bad time, Uh, you know, it's not like there's a good time for it, but, uh, you know, this is awfully, you know, really a bad time for a friend of mine who is releasing a uh, a book and uh, it is uh, available for uh, pre-order uh, right now in the uh, UK called the uh, the Scars of Eden and uh, this is a sequel to uh, Escaping from Eden which was a top seller and uh, this book here is uh, recommended by uh, Eric Von Daniken and uh, you know he says uh, that Paul Wallace. Is the uh, Eric von Daniken of our generation of this generation, and uh, I'm on like page 44, 45 right now. I got the preview copy because uh, you know Paul's going to be speaking at the uh, at the summit in March, and uh, so far, you know, it's just fantastic. Uh, you know, it uh, you know the escaping from Eden. You know, if there was anything that you know I would remotely connected with would be the uh, chariots. Uh, of the gods, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, new new generation, more information, and, uh, you know, clearly defined as to the fact that there was an extraterrestrial contact uh, with our civilization in the past. So because Paul Wallace is in Australia, today I went to go and uh, share his uh, website on my uh, Facebook page. And I got this message that said, uh, you know, I'm sorry, you know, because he's, uh, you know, media, uh, you're not loud sharing his uh, his website with the rest of the world. So, you know, I was pretty upset by that. I was like, you know, wow, this is uh, this is pretty shitty. So, uh, you know, I'll toss the uh, the link of uh, Amazon where this book is available. And, uh, you know, well, it will be available here, uh, you know, towards the end of the month. Right now it's available in the UK. And, uh, you know, if you guys want to go and have a look at it, support Paul on this. That would be fantastic. Uh, As well, uh, Paul Wallace and uh, The Scars of Eden is the uh, sponsor for our summit coming up. And, uh, you know, I really appreciate that. And, uh, you know, so I'd like to help Paul as much as I can. And uh, like I was saying, this is a really bad time, uh, especially for our buddy that, uh, you know, is just releasing this, you know, kick and book—that's uh, going to be part of history, just like chariots of the gods was. And uh, and then this happens. So uh, you know, let's uh, let's see some support and love here, guys. So with that being said, oh, let me take that out of the uh, image. Uh, I will see you guys here, uh, hopefully tomorrow mm-hmm. afternoon. Uh, I'm going to be here with uh, Neil Gore from uh, Portal to Ascension. And, uh, you know, we're going to be talking about some uh, consciousness. It's going to be kind of like a open table. And uh, we're just going to sit back and, uh, you know, talk about consciousness and all the good things and how we can help, uh, you know, clean up our chakras and uh, things like that, right? All right, on this uh, fantastic comment coming in from uh, Suzanne Asi Vado, I'm sorry if I pronounced your name incorrectly. I love Paul Wallace; he's great. I've had you on subscribe for months now. I'm frustrated about the Australian stuff. He also has his channel. Yeah, Paul Wallace channel and the Fifth Kind. Absolutely fantastic channels. Uh, I love Paul stuff too. Uh, there's also another couple of interviews here in our uh, videos. If you guys want to go back and uh, you know have a look at those. Uh, where uh, one is uh, just Paul Wallace from our glass conference ishwara back in October and uh, also a conversation between myself Paul and uh, Steven and uh, Evan strong So guys, thank you very much. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys very much uh, You make this stuff happen every single day for me uh, you know, If you guys weren't watching uh, there'd be no reason to uh, do this so much love to you guys huge respect to you guys all and uh, you know, come back here in uh, you know a few minutes, and I will have uh, the uh, all the available links in the uh, description of this video. So this is Omar signing out from West Coast British Columbia, Canada. Watchers talk.